This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Top Rope Nation is live on the air. This is Ryan Drosty, your host, and this is our WWE Elimination Chamber preview show from TopRopePress.com. And I must announce right away, finally, the triumvirate is complete. So let me introduce my co-host. Number one, who he has been joining us uh, every show since the start of January. I'm joined by Mr. Justin Joint. Justin, what's up? Hello. (laughs) Good to have you. And back with us. We've been talking about him every week. He is here, live and in living color. First show of 2017. Kyle Ross in the house. Kyle, what's going on? Really? First time in 2017? First time. I just I had to look it up to check because we didn't have a show for like the first 12 days, I think, of 2017. And you were on the like the December 31st show, and that was the last one. Okay. Well, all right. Well, um, what is that shirt you have on? Oh, it's the uh, Seth Rollins for Governor of Iowa t-shirt, which if you've been following in the news what's been happening in the state of Iowa, I thought it was appropriate right now, given our uh, governor's actions. Seth Rollins, that lame baby face? <laughs> I thought Justin just uh, held up a sign that said sad. That's, I that's did. Appropriate. <laughs> He'd be better than uh, Terry Branstead, Kyle, by far. It wouldn't take much. Ooh. The governor of Iowa. He's about to become your ambassador to China. So get, is it get ready to go to war with them. To Yeah. Yes. Is it offensive to you if I say Terry Branstad just sounds like the governor of Iowa? Like that just sounds like if I like <laughs> if I just had to make up he's a name, the, the governor of Iowa, I would probably make up Terry Branstad. You know, he's the longest serving governor in the history of the United States, so he pretty much is Iowa at this point, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. Sixth wow. term. I learned something today. <laughs> that's very interesting yeah so uh on to more positive news we've got elimination <laughs> chamber coming up sunday it's a smackdown show and as we often say here on the show smackdown i think we both or all three of us now i should say agree is the a show in wwe this this might be one of their weaker pay-per-views they've put on though we'll get to the card um we'll see what, how we think things are going to shake out First of all, I do want to mention, you guys are tuned in right now on YouTube live. Um, this is our pay-per-view preview show. Those are always streamed with the webcast live to the world, as are our post-pay-per-view shows. Um, if you want to watch us each and every week, uh, the audio-only podcast, which we put out for free, we actually record a day in advance. We have a webcast on YouTube. Join our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Nation. You can watch us each and every week. You can see Justin make faces at me. Kyle shake his head. It's all in good fun. 
So check it out. <laughs> One dollar a month. All right. So uh, the last show this week heading into Elimination Chamber, Kyle, um, we had the SmackDown Go Home show. Mm-hmm. Viewership was down this week versus the week before. Not as much as Raw, though. If you guys didn't see the ratings this week, Raw pretty much tanked in the ratings compared to uh, what they did the week prior. So interest is down a little bit after the Royal Rumble. Um, but overall, Kyle, what do you think? You reviewed the show for Top Row Press. How do you think uh, WWE did heading into the pay-per-view this Sunday? I guess as good as to be expected. I mean, they were kind of in a tough spot. They had two weeks, basically, to get this show together. Because it's not a situation where, I mean, they kind of had to wait to do the Rumble results to get this going. I mean, they had announced the Chamber match beforehand, which was very smart. Um you know, this is a one-match show. Make no mistake about it. The undercard is really irrelevant. Um, you know, the main event's going to set three, maybe four storylines in place for Mania. Um, it should be a good match. I think they've highlighted the six guys enough, gotten them over as much as they can. And the show itself on Tuesday had some good parts at the beginning and the end, I, I think. Um, the women were okay. The tag team division is a disaster. Uh, just a complete disaster. And uh, Dolph Ziggler's no good. <laughs> we could go on and on about Dolph Ziggler on this show. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's what you normally get. But SmackDown's kind of been in a, a pattern the last couple of weeks where it's like, okay, they have their six guys they're pushing. They're all in the chamber match. They're the women. Um, I tip my cap for their ability to kind of do three feuds simultaneously in the division. Um, but, you know, yeah, the tag teams, there's no depth. You, you know, as much as I like American Alpha, they're not over. And um, Dolph Ziggler's not over. And Apollo Crews and Kalisto certainly aren't over. So, Yeah, we've talked about this on the show a lot. I mean, don't you think, Justin, with American Alpha, they just they, they, they took way too long to put the belts on them? And I think they lost all their steam from when they when they first came up from NXT. They were pretty hot with the crowd and just kind of died a slow death in the months after that, I thought. I thought they should have pulled the trigger a lot earlier. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, they probably should have gone. Usos to win the tournament and then maybe had Mm -hmm. Alpha win it from them right away. Um, Otherwise, I think they should have waited longer to put the titles on them, make them chase a little bit more. I don't know. It's just a, it was a weird time to put it on. Just, it just felt very uh, transitional, I guess. And what'd you think of SmackDown this week? The go home show to the chamber. Did you have a highlight of the show? Uh, The opening match was really good. Um, The, Future champion Baron Corbin looked fantastic. Uh, the, the Orton Cena match was okay. Uh, the, uh, Bray Wyatt uh, Harper stare down was actually really good. I liked that a lot. I thought Harper was one of the highlights of the show this week, personally. Yeah, I agree. Got some mic time for the first time. Uh, when he came out and uh, clotheslined Bray Wyatt out of his shoes, the crowd went crazy. Finally, uh, put his hands on his leader. I really like that a lot. Actually, the highlight, even though I don't really care about the rivalry, was the promo package at the very beginning of the show about the Cena Orton rivalry. That was really good. That was well done. Yeah, I, I noted that. I was kind of like, wow, I'm actually sort of excited about this now. <laughs> and then the match started, and you're like, oh, I've seen this like a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to run down the card. Kind of talk about the matches, where we think, uh, who's going to go over, thoughts on the matches in particular. And I think we have to start off with Kyle's favorite performer on the show, Dolph Ziggler, uh, fellow Ohioan. Uh, yeah. taking on, Is that what you say, Ohioan? 
It is. Okay. Because here in Iowa, we say Iowan, but people always think it's Iowegian, which is really weird. Have you ever heard that, Justin? I have not. I Yeah. I hear it when I, I go to Minnesota all the time. I normally hear Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Iowegian? Who says that? I think it's like a Norway thing. Like, if you go to Minnesota, there's a lot of Norway heritage up there. And when I first started dating my now wife, when we were, we'd go up and see her family, be like, oh, he's an Iowegian. And I had never heard that before I went up there. Wow. <laughs> so I had to check. Ohioan. That's correct. They did elect Jesse Ventura as their governor. That's true. Strange breed up there in the land of 10,000 lakes. Jesse Ventura would be a huge upgrade to Terry Branstead, Kyle. Huge wow. upgrade. Wow. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think Kyle. I think, the United States. Kyle. I think Justin would agree with me there. Okay. I would. <laughs> uh, so Ziggler taking on Cruz and Kalisto in a two-on-one match, guys. I don't get this match at all. What is the purpose? So if Cruz and Kalisto win, it's like, of course they're going to win. It's a two-on-one match. And if Ziggler wins, it's like uh, he's buried both of the other guys. What, what what purpose does it, sir? I know you talked about this in your review this week, Kyle. Yeah, that was exactly what I said. It, it's Man, does it make the baby faces look bad. And they haven't been presented strong to begin with. So you hit the nail on the head. If they both win, well, they want a two-on-one match. That doesn't get them over. And if they get squashed, you know, they're JTTS guys. Yeah. So, um... I don't like the dynamic here at all. Um, Ziggler winning, I mean, I don't know where his upward mobility is. I don't know what you do with him anymore. He's not a guy who is in the, you know, who's fit for the main event scene. He just isn't. I mean, if, I mean, I don't root for anyone to lose their job, uh, you know, but if Dolph Ziggler just was released by WWE, I just wouldn't care at this point. I mean, you know, I know he seems to have some fire and it was an overdue heel turn. And you know that people got, you know, he got some one more time uh, chance for the chair shots, which I can't think was intended. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm just not feeling it. To me, like Ziggler's the low point of the show every week. Um, and I think it's a no-win situation booking-wise, to be honest with you. So what you're saying is you would be completely fine watching him on Fox News every week. <laughs> no. Get him out of the wrestling industry. Is he still doing comedy, by the way? It's not good comedy either, by the way. I mean, his wrestling's a lot better than his comedy. Well, comedy and Fox News is one and the same. Yeah, well, his comedy's bad. I mean, if you're, <laughs> it's bad. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't mean to pile on the guy. I thought to me, when you turn Ziggler heel, like I was hoping that this would kind of be a way to maybe reinvigorate Apollo Crews, a guy who I was shocked they gave up on so quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if Apollo Crews is anything special, but, you know, man, they gave up on him quick. Um, and I thought maybe a clean win over Ziggler would have helped, but I don't know if they're going that direction. I think Apollo Crews and Tyler Breeze are like the epitome of uh, bringing a guy up from NXT way too soon, no plan for him whatsoever, dying a slow death. Um, especially Tyler Breeze, but Apollo Crews is the same thing. And it's so funny because if you watch any of the behind-the-scenes shows, they're always talking about how they're not going to bring anyone up until they have a clear-cut plan for him. And what the hell's going on with these guys? I think I think Apollo Cruz is really good um, in the ring, personality-wise. I think he's got a ways to go. Um, but yeah, they've they've really just not given you any reason to care about him. Justin, who do you think's going over in this match? Um, geez, I I, I really hope uh, 
Cruz and Kalisto. I did just the other way doesn't make any sense. And it, it would if they were moving in a direction with Ziggler was going to get some big push and big match at WrestleMania. But like Kyle said, you have him beat these two, and then what's that mean for them? It's just it's sad exclamation mark. And I don't think Ziggler's got a. And he, I mean, judging by the card that has been rumored, there's nothing big earmarked for him. I just don't think there's any room for it. Yeah. Three guys are probably all in the Andre Battle Royal anyway. I have a bad feeling about this match because I think Cruz and Kalisto should obviously win. Uh, but if I had to pick one of these three guys that they might have in future plans, it's Ziggler just by uh, the heel turn and everything that's been going on. So I have a feeling Ziggler's going to win somehow. I would like him to take one of the two guys out beforehand. This is just total fantasy booking. And then lose to the other one. Yeah. In a one-on-one match. Well, we'll see what happens. But, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, And then uh, we'll go to the first of the three women's matches. So, uh, Becky Lynch and Mickey James. Uh, What have you guys thought about Mickey James since she's came back? I thought she was pretty impressive on NXT. I think she's been decent in the ring. Uh, not as good as she was a decade ago, but more than competent. I think her promos have been kind of up and down. Um, more good than bad, but uh, I think she's been a good addition alongside Alexa Bliss overall. Uh, Justin, what have you thought about Mickey James since she's came back? I think it's been a great addition for SmackDown. Um, I've been into her promos. They make sense to me. Uh, she had the great match with Asuka in NXT. Uh she, yeah, she looks fantastic, and like, yeah, like you said, uh, she works really well with Bliss, and uh, I liked everything she said uh, in this past episode. All right. Yeah, Kyle. The promo delivery is kind of weird, and it's largely too early to tell, I think, whether or not, you know, what she means right now in the fabric. Um, you know, the match with Lynch is interesting because do you want to beat Becky again, but at the same time, it's probably too early to beat Mickey. So... Um, I don't know. This can go either way. I, I smell it's Mickey wins, and then Becky maybe later gets her win back. I mean, there's enough time between now and WrestleMania that Becky can still get a match. And I don't know what the women's title picture is going to be for WrestleMania because, God, I would hate if they did a multi-person match on both brands. That's so lame. That's what they did in the last brand split, and I didn't care for that. Yeah. Uh, at when this they, point, they're going to be lucky to even get a match. So Yeah. yeah. Well, you figure they've got to get something right you would hope yeah championship match so i I don't know if they're gonna like wind up with like a three-way with mickey in there or if you know becky just gets her revenge on mickey and it's just a one-on-one match with alexa but um yeah i think mickey's been okay i mean you know you need to cycle new blood in there i mean you just can't have the same six people so it's fine still early to tell though too early to tell you think it'll be too soon to uh you know just before mania have Mickey turn on Alexa and have them go one-on-one? I don't know about too soon, but I don't, I don't know if that's a match that anybody's dying to see. I think Becky's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah I, I think would, a triple threat is probably yeah. the most likely. Yeah, and plus, you know, I don't know, again, two months in WWE now is kind of a long time, but uh, yeah, it seems too soon to just turn somebody who came in with the story, I mean, they've done a good job creating the backstory for, uh, I'll yeah. give them that. The whole, oh, you know, you talk about a women's revolution, I was the women's revolution before it was a buzzword. That's a good backstory, and they should keep going with it. 
Yeah, I think Mickey's going over in this match. Um, some kind of, you know, cheap finish where she gets the win, cheating somehow. But I think she needs the win. And like like Kyle said, I think Becky will get her win back before Mania. Um, the next match listed on the card on WWE.com is uh, Nikki Bella taking on Natalia. And um, they did that weird, like, split screen. You wrote about this in your review, Kyle, um, with the interview. Uh, they were both backstage. Why don't you tell us about it and your opinion on this one? Yeah, it reminded me of like those face-to-face segments they used to do in the event center in the mid-90s. Yeah. Like, for stars, for the 10 people who remember that. But um, <laughs> you know, I can't remember, like, I can't even remember who would like narrate those. It was like Stan Lane or something like that would like moderate. <laughs> My God, Stan, I haven't thought of Stan Lane in years. <laughs> and awesome. The R&R is going to the Hall of Fame. You know, yeah. talk about the Midnights. Yeah. Um, who are the better team? But... Uh, it was a, it was two people reciting scripted verbiage, which, unless if they're talented promos, sometimes doesn't go well. And I, I didn't really care for this segment. Natty got some good digs in. I will say this, and I wrote this. I don't know if it's because I'm a married man now and just a bit of a softy. I kind of do hope that Cena like proposes to Nikki at like. <laughs> <laughs> For as like rude as they're, I mean, like, geez, if I was Nikki, I'd be like, Jesus, man, like, really? I mean, I know it's a show, but I think it's gonna happen. I think you're right. You're right on with that, actually. Yeah, I mean, God, the way they're talking, oh yeah, he'll he'll never marry you. It's like, gee, all these women get, you know, (laughs) maybe at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. So in the middle of yeah, it's supposedly gonna be. Well, the plan is it's gonna be Nikki's farewell match. I've heard that. Yes. Retirement match, so yeah. it makes sense. I I think you're onto something. I think that could happen for sure. Against Miz and Maurice is the rumor, I guess. Yeah. Which, by the way, I was kind of down on that match last week, but I've I've totally into it now. I've talked myself into the match. Looking forward to it if it happens. <sighs> I don't know for a match for John Cena at WrestleMania though. Tag but match with Nikki Bella. This is next level Miz, who has just been on another level this entire year. It's arguably the two best talkers in the company. You got him will be coming to the defense of Daniel Bryan, the whole Bella's backstory. I yeah. think there's a lot there to create excitement. Yeah, and Kyle, you're on board. They can play up the fact that Miz beat Cena at WrestleMania a few years ago, and they can yep. tie up that loose end, which I'm sure Cena will bring up. And that'll be part of the heat for the segment. I think the match is going to work. I think people, you know, when I first saw it, I said, what? And then like, you know, like Justin said, I thought about it a little more. I'm like, you know, this could work. Yeah. But I, I getting back to the Elimination Chamber match, I think this is clearly a spot where the babyface Nikki goes over and it's the blow off of the feud and they, you know, they pivot then to what we were just talking about. If the rumor is true, um, you know, the boyfriend, girlfriend versus husband and wife feud against Miz and Maurice, assuming Miz costs Cena in the chamber. It's it's kind of lost some steam in recent weeks, uh, like with the awkward promo you talked about this week. But overall, I think this feud has been built up pretty well, especially the early segments that they did um, where where Natty first turned heel in the promo where she went crazy swearing. Yeah. That was really good stuff. So I'm kind of looking forward to this match. And I agree, though, it, it seems uh, like this would be one where Nikki would go over. So we will we're see all, what happens. We're all in agreement that I'm thinking Nikki, too. Yeah, they've had some good brawls too. Like, I mean, I'm like not even being like sarcastic or anything like that. I think like the brawls that they've done um, have been really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, bringing up all the personal outside stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. 
The match for Bret Hart's affection. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should do. They sh- this, sh- this match should be for the custody of Bret the Hitman Hart. It'd right. be like SummerSlam, was it 2005, or is the custody of Dominic with Eddie Guerrero? Yeah. Let's just put Bret Hart in the corner and they can fight over his affections. What they, should, what they should do is have either Nikki or Natalie like accidentally injured the other one <laughs> in the spot. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah. Always, I was always mad that Dominic wasn't hanging above the ladder on the match. They really kind of made it seem like it was going to be that. They'd have to like grab him. You know, that was kind of weak. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Me and my friends, when that match happened, we quoted that that line forever. I think the Fink might have announced that show. This match is for the custody of Dominic. It's so <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> that you did really tremendous stuff for SmackDown, as silly as that stipulation was. That Ray Eddie thing, man. Oh, yeah. That, that really drew viewers in for SmackDown. That was like, you know, in the first incarnation of the brand split. That was like one of their top drawing feuds, at least on a ratings basis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, all right. This is the one. I, I mean, honestly, out of all the matches besides the two-on-one match, it might be the one I'm least looking forward to, the tag team title match. Uh, like we said, the tag division, it needs a kick in the ass. That's for sure. But we got Alpha defending. In a tag team turmoil match against the Usos, the Ascension, Slater and Rhino, Breezango, and the Vaude Villains making their first pay-per-view appearance in a while, isn't it? If you don't count the Rumble. Yeah, it's been a long time. Were they even on the Rumble? They weren't on the Rumble. No, they have not been on a pay-per-view in a long, long time. Yeah, might have been the first one since they injured Enzo. (laughs) That's true. So... Do you think they make a title switch to freshen it up here, you guys? Or uh, is this just an easy title retention? Yeah, I, American Alpha goes over. In which, uh, I know you guys are kind of down on the tag division SmackDown, but I actually really like all these teams. They're, none of them are big because of the way they push them, but like for character-wise, all these teams need are the backstage vignettes, and they could all be over. Uh, I think the Usos have lost a lot of heat, but I like the heel turn when they first did it. And if they were going to do a switch, I think Usos would have to be the team that would go over here. Brazango makes me laugh. I'm not going to lie. The, the gimmick of throwing out the fashion violations, that is a, <laughs> that's a good gimmick. Like, they need to like kind of like do more with it, but like they, they really don't do anything with it. Like, the first couple weeks they did it, I was like, this is amusing. But like, you know, like Justin said, they're just not portrayed as anything serious. Um, it's really this should be a vehicle to get Alpha over more. I would probably have them. God, I don't know if you want to do that because then you, you're really killing the division. But do you just have them pin the other five teams? Do you just have them start and just win five times? I, I think that's the key. How do you let the key to me? I mean, assuming Alpha wins is how the match is laid out. You don't want them just to come in at the end and win the last fall. I think you don't want to just have one team win next team win you know that they kind of do that and sometimes with these um i would maybe get alpha in early and you know have them definitely get rid of at least the job like ascension and bought villains i, I mean those teams are dead in the water yeah i guess but, i didn't even know is that the type of match it is it's just going to be two teams to start one gets beat another one comes in yeah oh yeah, okay yeah, yeah well i have a feeling because i don't think there's any way they'd put the titles on ascension but since they won this week i'm guessing they'll probably start knock out a few teams try and make them look strong and then american alpha will come in in the middle or towards the end that was their first win of any kind since september i read 
on, te- on television. On tele- I don't know about the house shows, but um, which one was suspended again? Connor was suspended, right? Yes. I know Victor. Yeah, yeah I, I remember the guy who, whoever's the guy who does the win loss records. Uh, oh, yeah. WBI, yeah. I had seen that at the end of the year. Uh, the Ascensions was, I believe, the worst on the roster. And Victor <laughs> would the work because he jobbed in all those singles matches. Poor Victor. Oh, my God. Yeah. By all accounts, like Victor's him. a really good dude. I hope so. <laughs> he's got that going for him. He's gonna have to find something else to do pretty soon. I'm, I'm so, like, I mean, again, God bless him, but I mean, this is just a dead in the water act. I can't. You can't see any possible mania opponent for American Alpha on this roster right now. So they have to bring up Revival by Mania. To I don't know with they are though, but like, and the thing is, it makes sense because the Revival I heard at the last round of tapings were kind of actually like getting cheered because people are really starting to respect their work as they should. But you know. Man, yeah, I wrote that in the SmackDown thing. It's like maybe you just have Alpha beat all these guys, and then you do bring up the revival for match. Because otherwise, I can't. These guys are pre-show. There's no way Alpha's making the main card um, with the current lay of the land. Just no way. Yeah, there, I think there's going to be a couple matches that are on the pre-show. The way it's going, more than a couple. Yeah, that card sure. is filling up super fast, even for a four-hour show. This is something Justin and I have been texting about this recently looking at the card and it's frustrating i this wrestlemania card man i know they talked about in uh the uh fourth or not, yeah the fourth quarter earnings report today they talked about uh you know how profitable they were and this is like the most exciting mania of all time of course as vince always likes to say and it's like i'm not that excited for this wrestlemania just the the card they put together uh they're not they're not putting the best workers together to produce the best matches and there's just there's nothing on this card I'm really looking forward to. There's a bigger issue, yeah, and I get that people are unhappy that there doesn't look like that traditional blow-away match. Um, there wasn't one last year either, by the way. But um, the issue is they're kind of going the route they did in Mania's like 19 and 26, yeah, where there isn't a single identifiable main event. They're going with the, oh, there's seven big matches on the show and stuff like that. And I've just not been a fan of that sort of hard construction in the past. To me, if you look at like the great manias that work, they all had that definitive main event. I'm sure there's some exceptions people are going to, but you need a very clear identifiable main event. And when you have the brand split, that's an issue because you have two title matches now, which one's more important. So, um, you know, I think that's part of the issue. It's like, what's the big match on the show? Like, well, they would tell you it's Goldberg Lesnar. Yeah, and they, I guess they would. And to Ryan's point, man, I'm just not excited about that. I'm not a Brock Lesnar, just doesn't excite me at all. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how much Steve is lost. Well, yeah, I, I actually I was texting Ryan uh, earlier in the week and I had a small rant where cause they, they're basically they've already rumored 10 matches for WrestleMania. Mm hmm. That is normally about how many matches there are at WrestleMania. I think last year had 11, if you don't count the Rock and uh, uh, Eric Rowan match. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. It came out of nowhere really quickly. Three, yeah, three of those were on, three of those 11 were pre-show. So we already have 10 matches. Two or three of those will be pre-shows. And because of the guys in the matches they have listed, the Battle Royal and Owens Jericho will probably end up being pre-show. There's that no... Is- Owens Jericho will be pre-show. Dude, no you take, if you take a look at the lineup, man, I don't know what you'd knock down. I, I found your text message, Justin. So, yeah, you got Goldberg, Lesnar, Wyatt Orton, 
the Raw Women's Match, Reigns Undertaker, Rollins Triple H. Um, so now we're five deep. AJ and Shane McMahon, uh, Cena and Nikki Bella against Miz and Maurice, Big Show and Shaq. No one wants to see it, but there's no way that's on the pre-show. That's eight matches. They right? need to show. They I need don't know if that's in that. By the way, I don't know how definitive that is. Big that Show and Shaq. Yes. Well, according to Meltzer, it's locked in, but who knows? Yeah, what I mean, yeah but but um, you know, again, I I don't know. I just you know put me here to the wind and. and you know, there's been some, I think, because they've done no promotion for it whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, they probably don't feel like they have to, though. Yeah. Well, they, I don't they, know. they still have almost, what, two months? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, that could be. Now, and what they need to do is throw Charles Oakley into that match. Oh, <laughs> dude, I would be interested if they did that. Why not? So yeah, it's it's tough because then you find then you finally get to Owens Jericho, the Andre Memorial Battle Royal, and we haven't even talked about you know the SmackDown Women's Match for their title and the SmackDown Tag Title. I think those are almost guaranteed to be pre-show at this yeah. point. Certainly There's the tag no, title match. No tag title matches listed so far. No Intercontinental Title match. No marquee matches for New Day, Ambrose, Finn, Joe, Zane, Neville, Strowman, Cesaro, Sheamus, Corbin, Club, Enzo, Cass, Ziggler. I mean, are those going to be our battle royal competitors? That, I mean, that's pretty loaded battle royal, but yeah. ugh. God, Balor has to have a big time match, you would think. Actually, you know what? I think he's going to debut the next night, especially if Lesnar beats Goldberg. Finn comes out and beats Lesnar for the title, unless they're going to have Lesnar defend once until SummerSlam. Yeah. I, I would actually agree with Justin. If they don't have something special for Finn, just wait till the next night to do it. Because, you know, you saw with Joe, I know people were upset Joe wasn't in the Rumble, but it was far more effective the way they did debut. Yeah, yeah I agree, 100%. You know how disappointing he's going to be going through this injury recovery to be ready for Mania and not be on the show. But at the same time, I agree that if they don't have a good match, it's not worth it. So, and I, I don't see a good match for him looking at that card. I don't know who he works with it. Someone, was that you, Justin, that talked about he could wrestle Rusev? Yeah, I brought it up. Yeah. I mean, that's it's possible. Handsome Rusev, by the way. Handsome Rusev, yeah. There's another guy who doesn't have anything earmarked. There's woof. He wasn't even on Raw this week. I yeah. don't was actually right. Yeah, huh. so it's a really questionable card for WrestleMania this year. <laughs> Certainly not the most exciting card we've had in a long time, as they said in the press conference today. Uh so we're all in agreement though for Elimination Chamber Alpha winning the tag title match then. Oh yeah, yeah. yes, yes. All right. What about what about Harper and Orton? Bring it back to the Elimination Chamber now. Harper and Orton. Uh, I like I said earlier. I lo- I love the way Luke Harper's been built up. I think Luke Harper's an awesome worker. Has a lot of potential. Crowd loved him this week. Um, I would like to see Harper go over here, but uh, I don't know. They're they're building Orton up for a WrestleMania title match. This is their last show before WrestleMania. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, it would be really, it would do a lot for Harper if he could get the win, but I just don't see it happening with building Orton up for main event of WrestleMania to have him lose to uh, Harper, who, you know, I love, but I don't think he's as over with the crowd. Especially, with, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> have they not just beaten Orton on SmackDown Tuesday? 
I would have entertained the notion that they could be creative and put Harper over. Mm-hmm. But they did just beat Cena uh, on Tuesday, or pardon me, Orton on Tuesday, and uh, I, I don't think they're going to beat him twice in a week. You? I don't. No. I mean, no. this is, I mean, they haven't enough. This is not for like the title. I mean, in the past we've seen that you know where the guy puts his title shot on the line, the Rumble winner puts his title shot on the line in February. That's not here. So I mean, they could have Harper win, but um, I don't know. I, I don't think. I just don't see them doing it. I, I just don't see them seeing Harper as that guy. Yeah. All right. We'll move right along then to the women's title match. Alexa defending against Naomi. And, uh, well, I don't want to see a title switch here, personally. <laughs> I think they got to keep it on Alexa. She uh, She's still got a lot of momentum as champion. And uh, I just don't think it's the right time to take it off her. But uh, what do you guys think? Kyle. Yeah, it's it's this was a placeholder feud that Naomi got a few wins. That was nice. I mean, whatever. They drummed up a little interest in the match. I'm not going to complain about the way it's done. It just isn't meant to be anything, a special kind of title match. Yeah. Oh, Alexa wins. I'm, I'm pretty confident Alexa wins here. I like the way they built up the feud with their first interaction pre-Royal Rumble. So, I mean, it does have a backstory to it. Yes, and then, yeah, Naomi Pinder. Um, and then, you know, Pinder again in both tag matches. So, yeah, I mean, it's been built up logically. I just think that Naomi's not over enough to justify the title. Yeah. She's not quite ready, but she can get a nice little rub if they put on a, a decent match, even if Alexa goes over. She's got, she's got a fantastic entrance, one of the best yeah. in, in the WWE. But there's no need to put the title on her yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, if you compare Raw and SmackDown... I personally, I've said this on the, the podcast many times. I think Alexa Bliss is the best thing going in the women's division. I think I think the raw women's division is super watered down, and this is still a little bit interesting. Would you guys agree? Or are you, you're more into the raw women's division? Well, I think Charlotte's the best out of all the women. But yeah, when, yeah. You're com- when you're comparing raw, which basically just has four women wrestlers that just have to min- minneringle their feuds with SmackDown that can actually have three different feuds on a pay-per-view card. I mean, yeah, there's no way you can compare the two. SmackDown's by far better. Deeper, anyways. They do more with less, the the writing team on SmackDown, in my opinion. I mean, when you look at the two separate rosters on paper, Raw should be by far and away better. But I mean, you know, they got the two top baby faces, Sasha and Bailey. They've got Charlotte, but yeah, I just think that the you know, I just think the writing's been crisper and better on the SmackDown side. It just shows what good writing can do. I'm sure you can go back and listen to our podcast in, I don't know, August, some of the first shows we did. Go on iTunes or Podbean, check them out. And we're talking about the SmackDown Women's Division. We had no idea where they were going to go because they were so thin on talent. But they've done a good job building up a lot of these women to uh, be actual contenders. Uh, They've created a star in Alexa Bliss. And Raw is just like the same thing every week. So, yeah, I think think the, the SmackDown women's rosters right now is it's more interesting. I don't know if I can say superior because I agree with Justin that Charlotte's far and away the best wrestler all around on the roster, but uh, I'm more into watching the SmackDown division. That's for sure. So the chamber match, you guys, they've talked about, they're supposedly unveiling a new elimination chamber this Sunday, a new structure for the match. Uh, you hear anything on this or Justin? Not me. 
Yeah, no, no. I, you, they, 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 JBL was the one who mentioned it, and he said it multiple times. Yeah. Well, I almost want to say that like Cole said it something on Raw, and then JBL repeated it on SmackDown, but they didn't like show any video or do it. So I don't know if it's just going to look a little different. I, I know there was actually an issue. One of you know, if you guys remember, there was a big gap where they didn't have any chamber matches. There was a logistical issue getting the structure into a lot of buildings in the country, and that's why they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they they just they couldn't, um, and so I don't know if they've kind of just I don't know just retailored the dimensions. I don't think it's going to be a big deal, whatever it is. I mean, like it's not something that like if you're tuning in Sunday to see what the new chamber looks like, I think that's <laughs> foolish. You're be disappointed, but uh, yeah, I just think it's going to be a slightly different kind of tailored structure. Yeah, that was my first thought. Was the logistical thing? It's it's probably just a slim redesign so they can get into the arenas. And I think there was there was something as far as hanging it from the ceiling that they were they were unable to hang it from the ceiling of several arenas. And I don't know if it had something to do with the center video boards or what the deal was. And yeah, that's that's actually what it was. Yes, it was because so many of the new NBA arenas because um, you're in Cleveland, the the Quicken Loans Arena was one of them. They uh, when LeBron came back. They re- they have this very very fancy video screen, it's very large, um, up there. And yeah, you can't. It's got it. Certainly wasn't built for the elimination chamber. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, since they debuted the chamber in what 2002. Uh, if you go back and you watch an NBA game from 2002, the center video boards were like half the size that they are now. So, hopefully, they've got something where they can use it more often. But Fire uh, Series 02. That's right. That's what it was. The only time Shawn Michaels won the title during his comeback. Where he wore that really strange brown outfit and had the worst haircut ever. <laughs> Looked like the the uh, Dutch painter boy haircut or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch boy paint. Yeah, it was. He won the title for he didn't have very long. What was it a month oh, or two? A month. He lost it at the December pay per view. Yeah, he did that three stages of hell thing again. I think the story on that was that the tights were not finished yet or something for the show, but he wore them anyways. I don't know. Pull it up on the WWE Network Survivor Series 02. He wears the most bizarre wrestling tights. It just looks really awkward. Super yeah, ugly. They're gross. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. But uh, the rumor, of course, like we said earlier, is that you're going to have Bray Wyatt defending the title against Orton at WrestleMania. So the conventional wisdom is that Wyatt's going to win the title here. But everyone's expecting that. And you know how WWE is. So I could also see him holding it off for a random SmackDown show if they want to swerve the internet. Uh, but the obvious finish is Bray Wyatt winning. So I'm going to defer to you, Kyle. I don't think I, I very, very, very against swerving the internet. I think that's silly. I think the percentage of people aware of the plan compared to the, their total audience is much lower uh, than we all think. It's it just... It's not worth doing. If that's their plan, just do it. They um, did it in uh, 1999 with SummerSlam, a Triple H. Remember yeah, that? Everyone knew Triple H was going to win. They held it off to Raw the next night. Well, wasn't that something like Austin didn't want a job to him either? That's what I heard. That's why Mankind was thrown in. And uh, yeah, I've exactly. never heard that. I've never yeah, like, heard, I heard that. like, yeah, like Austin. That was when Austin was getting started. That was the start of his ornery uh, relationship with the booking committee. It was one of the. It was one of the two, or, or they wanted to pop a rating the next night on Raw because back then they um, still cared about that. Uh, but 
Yeah, the, it's funny. Anytime that in the road to WrestleMania when they do swerves and you look back at it, you're like, that was silly. Like, remember when they, you know, like had Big Show beat Rock, like after Rock won the Rumble, that was still, I mean, I guess that was done to set up the four-way, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't believe it. They're usually pretty good about sticking to the script, Road to Mania. So yeah, I think Bray's going to win. Miz is going to somehow cost Cena to get that feud rolling. Uh, Ambrose and Corbin's probably your IC title feud for Mania. Uh, so look for maybe some, they kind of tease some stuff there, but not much. That'll continue. And I don't know if Shane McMahon will somehow play a role in the match to get the feud with AJ going, or if that's going to be something that's done when AJ gets um, a one-on-one match for the title. I, I did bring this up in my write-up, and I want to hear what you guys think. If Wyatt wins here, and they still said AJ is going to get a one-on-one match, are they doing AJ versus Wyatt then on a SmackDown? That's kind of interesting. I think they'd be forced to. Well, they got two months before Mania, so they got plenty of time. I think, yeah, yeah you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and maybe that's how Shane, um, you know, Shane's the ref or something for that. I don't know. And quote-unquote screws AJ. But uh, yeah, I, I think Wyatt's going to win. I, I believe they're going to stick to their guns. Justin? Yeah, I, I think Wyatt, but I think another, for me, more interesting route they could go would to have Styles win it back, because then you could have a possibly fantastic match with Styles and Orton at WrestleMania, and then have Wyatt Harper as the other feud. Um, that way you get Styles back in the main event pitcher, because he deserves it, you know, for the way he carried that title. Um, and I, th- I, I think Orton's going over at WrestleMania, and I'd rather see him go over Styles than Wyatt. Like you know, like Jake Snodgrass brought up, is uh, Orton made a deal with Vince McMahon. It's like, all right, I'm going to let Brock Lesnar beat me to a pulp, <laughs> but I want the world title. Yeah. But, plus, if if he loses at the at WrestleMania, I think he's the only guy who's won the Rumble twice and then lost his matches at WrestleMania. Not that, you know, that really matters in the scheme of things, but... Huh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty rare that a guy wins the Rumble and doesn't win at Mania anyway. So, yeah, th- there's no way anyone's done it twice. Yeah. I I had not thought of that, Just I think that's a really good idea. I would be much more excited personally for WrestleMania if that was the direction. I'd I much rather see Styles, Orton, and then the Wyatt family feud of Harburn and Wyatt, mostly because I don't want to see AJ Styles wrestle Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. <laughs> that does not enthuse me. Are, are you both convinced that Orton would go over Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania? I don't know if I am. Oh, I don't know. I would, I would, I just, I hope not. Like that would be between Lesnar, Goldberg, and Orton possibly going over Bray Wyatt. That would just crush me for WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, I could see Orton, actually, I could see Orton losing to Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Yeah, I have not even thought, to be honest with you, I haven't even thought much about it, who's going to go from that match. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion or anything. Um, I think I think Wyatt winning would be the better direction, 100%. Absolutely. It, it, it's one of those things, and, you know, it happened in the last brand extension when you had mid-card world title matches. And it's almost like that title change would get lost in the mania shuffle with all these things going on. Yeah. You, know, you want to hold it off to try to draw interest in a SmackDown only pay-per-view. I don't know. And what happens with Luke Harper, by the way, if Orton turns? 
and his baby face. What you had a, Harper's beef was with Orton, but if Orton follows him to the babyface side, what what do you do with Luke Harper's character then? So I was thinking about this. Could you have in that Harper Orton match this Sunday? Could you have Wyatt get involved and cost Orton the match, bring Harper back into the family, and then that kind of springboards the the Wyatt Orton feud for Mania, and then Harper gets the win. You know Sunday. what? I, I want to change my pick. Luke Harper's going to beat Randy Orton. You're right. <laughs> I think that's, that's a direction I see. Because you know, I wrote that too. They've got to. I think it was in the SmackDown preview. I wrote it. They've got to find a way to get some. You know, this isn't kind of like Jericho. First of all, I think check the tape, Ryan. I brought this up to you months ago. I warned him. I said I didn't want to see him do Orton Wyatt split and the Jericho Owens split both for Mania. Because again, that's like copying brands just doing the same thing mm-hmm. um, and it looks like they're going to but unlike Jericho and Owens there really hasn't been any kind of tease with the audience to oh Orton's going to turn on Bray they're actually almost like pump faking you by going you in the other direction by thinking oh they're closer and, and Harper's the bad apple mm-hmm. so, so they do need to do some sort of tease tension you know because otherwise I don't know why Orton will turn it unless he's just like it was a ruse all along, and that's kind of silly. Well, that, but you could use that same logic for why would Bray all of a sudden just turn on Randy? Because Randy has been his only loyal follower for the past three months. Yeah, I think you just make the case that Harper's the long-term guy that's been with him for or years. It's an and... accident if he like is if he costs you know Horton the match on accident. Yeah, that's I... actually probably more likely. And then Orton just gets mad. You know how temperamental Randy can be. Because if they do the full, yeah, if they do do the full turn right away, then they got two months of TV to do. So I think the accident line is probably more likely. Maybe they should do a storyline where like Bray Wyatt goes back in the locker room in his bag and finds some like turds in it. That's (laughs) (laughs) oh man, that's an inside reference if you were reading the internet a decade ago, guys. Or Amy Weber, whatever happened to her? Oh man, I've I've not thought of her in years either. <laughs> wasn't there some other story about? Uh, I know that one you're talking about. Wasn't there something about like baby oil or something? I don't know. I just like don't douse know. someone's bag in baby oil. It, yeah, that sounds familiar. I just remember Amy Weber whining whining about her very expensive handbag being. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randy Orton, Randall Orton. He's <laughs> quite the character on Twitter. Yeah. All right, so that's that's the card for this Sunday. We'll see how it plays out. Um, we'll be live. I don't know who will be joining me. I'll be up for sure. We'll do a pay-per-view roundtable after the show, talk about it. Live on YouTube, that'll be open for everyone to watch. So if you're watching this show, tune in uh, probably like a half hour or so, maybe less after the show ends. We'll be live on YouTube so you can subscribe to our channel and get the alert that we're on. Uh, you guys have any closing comments or anything else we haven't brought up on the show you want to discuss tonight? I know we, we mentioned a couple things from Raw. I know this is kind of like a SmackDown-heavy show we're talking about. We, we mentioned Goldberg-Lesnar earlier. Um, Rollins, I guess it's basically confirmed he's going to be ready to go against Triple H. That was last I saw. The injury isn't as uh, significant as they thought. Have you heard anything on that, Kyle? Well, that's what they're hoping. I guess they're, they're, they're um, operating under that mindset that he's going to be back for that match. It certainly made me hopeful with that. 
uh, opening promo before Raw, where they basically just relived that rivalry. Think if they didn't think he was going to be able to go, they would maybe take a tiny step back from it. Yeah. Well, you know, if he was going to be out for an extended amount of time, Seth, if you're listening, please put together a campaign for governor of the state of Iowa and save <laughs> us from what is going on right here in this state. My God. Save us, CrossFit Jesus. Save us. <laughs> you're our only hope. All right. Well, hey, guys, I don't have a lot else to talk about if that's it. So I was just going to say, I mean, it's a total one match show on Sunday, which is fine. I mean, it is the proverbial one match show. I mean, this show will be complete, the undercards, just like whatever, some stuff will happen. Hopefully it's logical, but, um, you know, the success or failure of the show is totally determined by one match. Well, I, the I, I, usually pretty good, except that tag team one they did last year. That was awful. So hopefully I, it's a good match. I totally forgot about that match. Uh, you, you guys have actually gotten me interested in the uh, Orton Harper match now, though. I'm, I'm looking forward to see how that plays out. Plus, well, that'll be a good one. Yeah, though. yeah th- and those two should be able to put on a really good match. It's fresh too. It's it's not something. It's something people have been kind of wanting to see. So yeah, you know, I think that'll be a fun match. But you know, ultimately, it's it, it's still the chamber that's going to determine, you know, the mania direction and all the top feuds for this brand. Yeah, if you look up and down the card, I mean, the whole show really is fresh because you you have like Alexa and Naomi's a fresh match. Um, Nikki and Natalia, they've been building up for a while, but it's still kind of a fresh match. Becky and Mickey certainly a fresh match. So. It's not a stale show by any means. I just think the hype maybe is just it's not it's not where like TLC was, for example. People were a little more excited for that show. Except for the, the tag division thing feels a little stale. It just yeah. feels, let's just throw a lot of shit in the blender and see what comes out. And then, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, if you follow the it's not fresh, but that's okay. If you follow the live event results at all, um, they've been doing at their house shows for months like four way tag matches on the smackdown tour like that's been happening for months and months and months it's basically been i think alpha the ascension slater and rhino and like the vaude villains they worked forever that four-way they've been doing the turmoil match too recently haven't they and i don't think it's been getting stellar reviews yeah yeah but they've done very few just standard tag matches in, in the on that whole roster for a long time whether it's uh live shows or the television so yeah I don't it'd know. be nice if the last team that came into the match was like a, a surprise like maybe a surprise heel team or something that takes the titles from american alpha and freshens it up but for the live just while you guys were talking i was trying to think of a team to do that and i just don't outside of the revival but i i hear they're going to be definitely an nxt come orlando yeah, God, I hope they bring him up, but we'll see. I they they need him bad on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So yeah, post Mania, I guess you could freshen it. Just if there's a post Mania, you got to imagine post Mania is gonna be freshening up with both rosters. So yeah, you would think so. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, if you like the show, like you said, turn tune in uh, uh, this Sunday after the show again. And if you like the podcast, you can listen to all of our past shows. Check us out on iTunes, podbean.com, of course, topropepress.com. And uh, we will be back with you guys in a couple nights. So a couple cheap plugs. Give us a follow on Twitter. Justin's at, at joint319. Kyle, at TRP Kyle. I'm at Historical Ryan. We'll catch you guys next time.